Welcome to today's podcast. My name is Arthur Luke, branding expert, blogger, and entrepreneur with over 35 years experience in helping some of the world's biggest brands, as well as smallest startups, define success. Today's podcast is a little different. I thought today I'd tell you a rather unusual story from the past. It's about business, imagination, and a touch of madness. And it shows how you don't know what you're capable of until you try. To say that I'm a driven person is an understatement. The reasons behind this drive are just too complicated for today's podcast, and I would certainly not want to spring it on you without any prior warning. You'd need supplies of beer and sandwiches at the very least. And you might even question your own sanity. You would certainly question mine. That said, I'll get back to the explanation at hand. It was a time in my life when I was so busy, so driven, that I actually became three separate people with three separate careers, all at the same time. Only my long-suffering girlfriend, now my wife, was fully aware of my state of mind. Or perhaps I should say, state of minds. But somehow, I managed to fool everyone else. I've always had more than one job at a time. Freelance in the evenings, and other business startups on the side, as far back as I can remember. I think it must go back to when I was a child. We lived on rough housing estates where even mediocrity was a wish too far. And evenings by the TV were peppered with drunken shouts from the neighbours, along with the smell of urine from the communal landing. We lived on the fourth floor. I think it's funny though when I think back because of all the children that lived in the block of fats we lived in, one became a well-known professional football player, one a politician and myself. I think it just shows that sometimes poverty can be a driving force in your life. And I did not want to end up back there. So fast forward to the early 80s, and I was now creative director of a famous branding agency in London. And that was when things first started to get a little out of hand. I was already working all hours either in the studio or en route to meetings across Europe. I had so many projects on the go at any one time that I started inviting and hiring friends from other design agencies to come work for me in the evenings after they'd finished their day job. And around 11 o'clock most nights, I'd get a cab home, go to sleep, and I'd be picked up again at 6.30 in the morning to prepare for the next presentation, just in time for my first client meeting of the morning. Then, one day, I had a big client presentation to prepare for. It was a Friday afternoon, and the illustrator that I'd commissioned to do some visuals had let me down badly. I was two days away from the presentation with no presentation. So that weekend, I decided to do his work myself and I had the eight illustrations finished and ready to roll by Sunday night. Catastrophe successfully avoided. However, the devil was beginning to stir. The client loved the illustrations so much that he commissioned another 15. And that same week, I got a call from another designer friend who'd been let down at the last minute by the same illustrator. And what happened next took me eight years to bring to a close. I found myself saying down the phone, I know an illustrator who could do it. He's just done some work for me in the same style, and I'll send some copies over by cab. What's his name, she said. And after a long silence, I heard myself say the name Mick Moscovich. Mick Moscovich was now born, and to this day, I've got no idea how I came up with the name, but he went on to have a very successful career all of his own. At his peak, he was earning more than me, and I was getting well paid. So apart from commissions for me and my clients, Mick started work for other design agencies and other ad agencies around London. 
He did work for Penguin Books and numerous magazines, including, if my memory serves me correct, Penthouse and Marie Claire. During that time, no one actually met Mick. His work was always delivered and collected by cab. Our home in Islington had an answering machine which took messages from my girlfriend, myself and Mick. Her friends actually started to ask if she was living with two different men. One day I decided it was just getting too much to handle and Mick needed an agent to manage his successful career. As usual, I sent his portfolio to a well-known illustrator's agent by cab. And that afternoon I got a call back from the guy who ran the agency. He said over the phone, Is that Mick? Yes, I said. Love your work, Mick. Great style. But then he wanted to know more, and I hesitated. Can I ask you about his surname? Hmm, okay, I said. Is Moscovich Russian? Polish, I said. Right, he said. But you've got a Newcastle accent. And then, once again, the devil took over. Yes, I'm from Newcastle, but my parents were Polish. My father worked in a Gdansk shipyard and left Poland during the political struggles and moved to the Tyne to start working in the shipyards. This was all completely untrue, of course, but it was all I could think of on the spur of the moment. But then he said the biggest piece of bullshit I've ever heard in my life, and the reason why personality number three was born. He said, Yes, I can see the struggle in your work. I can see that political tension, Mick. I put the phone down and decided to mix agent myself. He was to be called Churchill Spires, illustrator's agent. He needed a name with a certain amount of gravitas. Choosing the right name, as I know from years in branding, is very important. Before long, I had other illustrator friends asking if Churchill could be their agent. One life was just not going to be enough for what I'd created. It all finally came to a head one Christmas when both Mick and I were invited to the same client Christmas party. My girlfriend sat me down and said, Arthur, this has got to stop. It's either Mick or me. Well, he'd had a good run, he'd had a successful career, he'd made his money, but it was time for him to retire to a desert island. I was jealous. I really envied Mick. Years later, I brought Mick back out of retirement, and he started his own publishing company. But I was getting way too old for multiple careers, and retired him two years later. Is there a point to the story I can hear you ask? Well, yes, there is, actually. My point is, quite simply that you don't know what you're capable of until you try. So if you're in a job or career that you hate, with a little imagination and a bit of energy, you can do amazing things. If I can create three successful careers for myself all at the same time, just think what you can do. And if you need any help along the way, well, you know where I am, and I've got lots of suggestions. By the way, if there are any Hollywood producers out there, Mick's life story would make a great movie. He was a bit of a wild boy, he got into drugs and other stuff for a while, pressure of success I suppose, and we used to hang out together sometimes, well as you imagine it, we had similar tastes. I did spend a lot of time with him and got to know all his secrets. So forget Walter Mitty, Mick Moscovich was the real thing, so just give me a call. I hope this inspires you to think about breaking free from the 9 to 5. Life holds endless possibilities, it just requires a little courage. But remember, everything you want in life has a cost, and you've got to be willing to pay it. For me, during that period of my life, the cost was very nearly my own sanity. So I think what my message is, don't sleepwalk your way through your life. Grab the opportunities by the short and curlies. 
And if they don't work out, well, at least you've got some good stories to tell. And after all, life is just a story, and you're the one writing it. So make it a good one. As usual, thanks for listening to my podcast and I hope you found this one of interest. So if you or someone you know wants to start a business and break free from the 9 to 5 but don't know how, be sure to subscribe to my blog and podcast updates at arthurluke.co.uk. As usual, I'd love to keep in contact. I've got lots to share and I'll talk again soon.